Hello, welcome. We were just discussing uh, the fact that uh, the people who showed for the last session yesterday and the first session today, these are good people. Uh, so consider yourself a good person. Um, I um, am excited to share some things that I have done in my classroom. Um, this seems really loud. Is it too loud or no? It's okay. It's okay. And I'm hoping that you'll find like one or two things that you'll take and use. Um, and um, a couple things I wanted to share with you. I do have a, um, a link that I will share at the end. I thought I had it here, but I'm realizing. Oh, there it is. So I have a link um, here, tinyurl.com backslash helderdevo. So if you write that down, that's the, that's the whole presentation. So everything I have here, if you, uh, if you do that, I will also share it at the end. But I'll give you just a moment to write it down or snap a picture. Uh, if you want to. Um, also, if you <clears throat> need sketches signed, um, we have. Sorry. Well, I. Yeah, it's all good. Yes. Oh, that's right. Sorry. See, you're here, even though you can't get sketches. That's again another step in good people. Um, so, some of you, like, uh, any of you, have no idea what sketches are because you're not. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Uh, no, that's right because it's uh, uh, religious and in, in scope. Uh, they can't get sketches, which is fine. Hopefully, you'll get something else out of it. Um, so, uh, my contact information is here as well. Uh, if you have questions or are wondering about any of the resources I have, you forget about it. Uh, you can catch me later. I look at this picture right here. This is Summer Brandon. Oh, Summer Brandon. Uh, if I if I could just talk to you, uh, um, look how happy and tan he is. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, it is what it is. All right. So here's our goal for our time together. Um, it, we're going to kind of think about what the purpose is behind um, our why we do devotions, um, the daily practices. Um, so there's kind of these different rhythms. We have these things we do every day. We have these things we maybe do once a week based on like you know, the chapels on Friday or whatever. Yearly traditions and then kind of wrap some things up at the end. All of the, the books and resources that I have, I've linked at the end as well. Um, so you'll have access to that as well. And then um, open your questions too. So, um, you know, for me, I really do see uh, the classroom as a sacred space. Um, I, um, I don't know, I think maybe uh, I've really taken to heart or have taken this to heart maybe more now that I'm a dad, and I just see, um, I see the way that um, my, my children's teachers are interacting with them, or, oh, there was a moment last year, I remember, where one of our teachers, she's, she retired last year, she was sitting with a child outside, and the conversation they were having, and I thought, oh, this is such a sacred space. Um, and so it's recognizing that, that our classrooms are sacred, spaces, even though they sometimes feel like farm circuses, like just <laughs> lots going on. Um, it's, there's, 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 there's something good and something that needs to be recognized in that. So, um, so why, why in, uh, even put these uh, sacred elements into our everyday? Um, I feel like kids have less and less exposure to these things. Um, I, I, I don't know if you're seeing it in, in, in your schools, but um, you know, based on the conversations I have with kids, there, there's just a lot of kids who are uh, going to church less frequently or only when it kind of works around this sports schedule. Or what church do you go to? You know, a, a third grader should know the name of the church that they go to. Do you get what I'm saying? So, um, you know, if you're between churches, if you're moving, I realize there's like, there's good reasons why you wouldn't know. But I, um, and I would say for, for the vast majority, but there are certainly students in my classroom who 
um, have said to me things like, I don't have a Bible at home. Or it's like, okay, we're going to get you a Bible. Um, and so I just think there's a, a great need there. But also for those kids who are going every Sunday or twice a Sunday when I was a kid. Um, uh, they need it too, uh, in, in that there's this reinforcement like, oh, what's being said at church, what's being said at home, what's said, they're all in alignment. They come together, that three-legged stool, right? Um, and I think um, some of the liturgical practices I'm going to talk about, which sounds very hoity-toity or, you know, um, maybe above, above the heads of kids. You, you, hopefully you don't feel that way in just a bit. But <clears throat> I think a lot of them have moved away from, from this. Um, churches, I think, uh, more and more are very kind of passive experiences where you, you kind of show up, you kind of, in many cases, watch or sing, and then you leave. Um, and so it's trying to get them involved in some of those things as well. Also, it centers our work. When we do devotions, when we start our day in prayer, we remind ourselves and our students why we're even here. Like, what is even the point? Um, and so it focuses all the other learning that we do um, in the day. So just going to talk through some daily practices that happen in my classroom. Now, i got a huge disclaimer i got to say. This year we started doing responsive classrooms. Have any of you guys done responsive classrooms? Okay, morning meetings and all that kind of thing. And it has, like, kind of turned my devotional plans on end. And so I feel like I'm doing, like, covert devotions. Uh, um, and so I'm trying to figure that out. I also have a schedule where all of my specials come in the first two hours of the day. It's a long afternoon. Oh, man, those are long afternoons. Uh, but as a result, I'm not, like, starting my day the way. So we're going to just... Pretend, I'm going to go back two years to the way things were and talk about how great it was. Um, uh, so we'll see. I, it's just, it, it, that's hard. You know, every year you get that schedule and it's like, okay, what's my new normal? Um, and my new normal is not my favorite. Um, okay. So every day. So we begin our day with a greeting, a devotion, and a prayer. Okay? And I'll talk about those things. I'll give you examples of those. Uh, we often include prayer as part of our Bible lesson. Uh, when, you, when you read your... You know, your Bible lesson, and there's a clear, like, connection to what we're talking about or things we're doing. We end our time in prayer, right? We pray before lunch, right? Uh, we end each day with uh, student-led prayer and blessing, and I'll talk to you about that as well. Um, and then on the way out, these are just part of the greetings. On the way out, they can give me a high five, a fist bump, a hug, but it always turns into, like, me putting a hand up and then, like, them. <laughs> or whatever they do. You know, some pretend they're cool, you know, whatever. Um, and... Um, and we spend time in God's Word. So, like, these are things that really, um, and this is, uh, this is a little um, connection to, if you're not going to, I have a session where we're going to talk about how we get kids opening their Bibles. That's my next session here. But I have the link here if you're interested in that. So then we do our best throughout the day to connect our learning back to God and His work in the world. And we use key phrases throughout the day. So I'm going to show you some examples of these, okay? So, the kids know that attendance is done and that we're moving on because I stand in the front and I say, the Lord be with you. And they say, and also with you, right? Um, this is, it's just, you know, some people have a bell. <laughs> some people have a little wind chime. Mine is, I stand in the front and I say, the Lord be with you. And they say, and also with you. Um, first times I do that in the classroom, we do that in our church. It's like, yes, you do. Of course you do. So um, at the end of our day, so actually this is the sign on the way in to my classroom, it says that. On the back, it's kind of a little dark here, but I have this big um, board across the back. My wife helped me. We projected and traced uh, just the Lord bless you and keep you, the Lord make his face shine upon you. And that's how we end our day. So every day when we end in prayer, a child prays and they say the blessing. 
Um, and that's how we end our day. And the last day of school, we all just like fall apart. Um, so, uh, but that's it. And it's great. Um, it's it's uh, it's an automatic Bible memory. Um, they can, I mean, within here I, it's September, and I have kids volunteer. They don't, you know, if they want to pray or say the blessing or whatever, they can all do it from memory. They've heard it every day. That's the whole idea of liturgy, right? It's just it's there. It's stuck, right? Um, and w uh, when I am. When we're maybe looking at a text and it seems appropriate, sometimes we bounce around quite a bit, but we say things like, this is the word of the Lord, and they say, thanks be to God. Um, so this works better at the end of a devotion and not a Bible lesson where you're using six different passages. Um, but uh, just some of the phrases uh, that are used throughout the day. This is very small stuff that is very easy to put in, and I think, um, yeah, does a good job of kind of connecting those things, right? Um, so... Um, there are other words and phrases that I just tend to use. Um, um, uh, one, of the, one of the devotions that we use um, teach us to pray. I use this with my family at home. In fact, ours, I wish they made a hardcover version because ours this is like a stack of papers at this point. It's just like coming apart. Um, but they start every devotion. There's just a moment where they say, in the silence, ask the Holy Spirit to help you pay attention to God. Just that phrase. In the silence, ask the Holy Spirit to help you pay attention to God. And um, it's great. Like, what what Bible lesson shouldn't start with this? You, right? Uh, just, we're going to take just a second. Remember what we're doing here. Um, this is something I often say, prepare your hearts, your minds, your bodies for prayer. So, just little phrases. Let's pray often isn't enough. Kind of like just when I started early ago, and you, you were chatting, and I just had a longer sentence, and then by the end of the sentence, you were all with me. Um, Saying let's pray, and then waiting, 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 right? So uh, something like this. Uh, and what's so funny is the kids just, within the first couple weeks, they'll even like, I don't know, they can say it along with you. Like they know that that's coming. That consistency, kids need that consistency. Um, so here they are, all very socially distant. This is the last year picture. We're a little closer this year, a little closer. Um, so weekly events. So what are, the, what are the things, and this is really going to be unique to schools, right? What, what the rhythms of your school week um, look like. So on Mondays, on, on, on Mondays that were, we would do um, prayer requests. Um, and kids come in on Monday and they want to talk about what they did over the weekend. Like they want to connect, they want to engage. And so what I have is little slips of paper. This is like an eighth of a sheet of paper. So I just cut it in half, cut it in half, cut it in half. And I have those on my desk and I say, if you have a prayer request, write it down. Make sure you put your name on it. Right? So write it down. And so what happens is, you know, um, a lot of for COVID to end and things like that. But they write these down. And they leave them on my desk as they're coming in on Monday morning. That was usually a time when I had the reading or, or doing certain things like that. And a couple things happen here. Um, only those who really want to share a request comes up here. Because as soon as you start taking requests, or at least this is how I've managed it. Somebody says that their dog's not feeling well, then you have four other kids. And then you're praying for grandmas that died years ago. Um, and those are all good. And that's why we leave a space in the prayer to pray for those things. And now, you know, we, we leave a space where we say, okay, now we're going to just take those things that we maybe didn't mention or that we didn't, we didn't remember to write down. Let's pray for those as well. Um, and so this is a really small thing. And, so, uh, and then what we do is um, we model how to pray for people. So um, we have uh, this thing, and I'll, I'll talk about prayer circles where we get together in, in large or in multi-age groups. 
um, throughout uh, the, uh, the year. Now, we haven't for the last two years because we're not missing classes. But, um, and you stay with the same prayer circle your whole way through Grand Rapids Christian Elementary School, which is really cool. So I, and it's really nice, too, because they actually let your own children, if you're a teacher, your own children get to be in your prayer circle, which is super fun. Um, and so, but as we go up, I, I, so now we're trying to have, what does prayer circles look like in our room? And so what I do is I put my kids in groups of five. And then the first time we did it, I said, okay, share prayer requests with each other and, um, and then pray for each other. And I said, this is a big ask. Like I said, what I'm asking you to do, some of you may not feel comfortable with, but I think you can do it. Like, and they did wonderfully, but it was a lot of, what can I pray for? Uh, that I'll have a good day. Dear Lord, please pray, or we pray that this person would have a good day. Amen. And they were done in 30 seconds. Um, and that is completely appropriate and still honors God, right? Um, and so we talk about how when we do this, we honor God. But really, when you're typically when you're praying for somebody, you, they say something like, um, you know, pray for my grandma. What about your grandma? What are we praying for? Oh, she has surgery. Oh, is this something we've known? You, you, you show them how to model asking questions. And so that's what happens. I end up taking these, and we, before we pray for these people, I, I say, oh, it looks like you wrote about this. Can you tell us more about it? It's a little bit more of an interactive piece. And it's good to kind of model those behaviors. We did that. We did a prayer circle again just a couple weeks ago, and I modeled it with an adult in the room. I asked if I could pray for her. And oh, my goodness, we had to kind of cut it short. We had a lot of pastors in the room. We had to just kind of keep moving. Couldn't pray all day. Uh, so it worked out really well. Um, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday's a day where I read from a devotional. Um, I try and find devotionals. There's some great science devotionals that I have here. Try and find connections there. Or just ones that I think are really good and fun or that I, I have found kids really enjoy. Um, yes, so this is really the only day of the week where I just read straight from a devotional. Um, and I'll have the links at the end as well. Wednesday, we have Wednesday worship. And so I have, um, we sing songs that third graders like. So, um, meaning I really ask them to, um, to tell me songs that they really like from chapel. The ones that when, you know, the song goes up in chapel and they all go, yes, that's what we sing during this time. Um, and, you know, sometimes I'll teach them new songs um, that will become some of their favorites too. I mean, there's a little bit of that too. Uh, or, the, you know, theme song for the year or whatever. Um, and they each get to take turn um, doing the slides. So I just have a slide show that I, I add to over time. And the kids, there's always one kid where I'm just like strumming. It's like, okay, now it's your turn. And then they do it, and off we go. So that's kind of fun. It's um, wonderful. Uh, it's one of my favorite moments. Um, and I often invite like administrators and stuff to join us. It's, uh, it's simple. It's two songs on a Wednesday morning, but it's a really fun way to start the day. Thursdays, thankful Thursdays. This is a, um, if you take one thing, I take this. Um, one devotions a week, we write cards to people. One devotions a week, we write cards to people. These can be thank you cards. These can be condolences. These can be congratulations. These can be, Mom, I'm sorry what I said to you in the car this morning. These are, it's wide open. The, I have a, um, a sh uh, on the screen, I have basically a long list of people they could write to. Bus driver, pastor, uh, mom, dad, brother, aunt, uncle. I have this long list. And then over here, I have a whole other words that are like appreciate, grateful, um, sincerely. All the words that they would ask me to spell. Right? So, and around Christmas, I put Merry Christmas in there. You know, you can kind of add those in, whatever. Um, and um, I never look at the cards. Like, I never read the cards. So like, which is dangerous, I know. 
I know. <laughs> I've never been burned by it. I really haven't. Um, so, uh, uh, and the reason is this. If your mom calls you Pookadoo at home, sign that card Pookadoo. No one else is going to see it. It's just between you and your mom, right? Um, and so what's been so amazing about this, so there's a few general rules that we've had. You can't write to anybody in the room. If you do that, it turns into no passing. I'll write for you this week, and you write for Now if a kid's sick, you can write to them. And then they come back the next day, and they've got a bunch of cards waiting for them. How cool is that, right? Um, uh, I also say you can only write, you know, there's certain rules that you come up with, because if I didn't, Everyone would write the second grade teacher from last year. They would all do it, right? Um, and so it's like, okay, maybe, maybe you you got to choose a new person. You get, you know, we're going to be doing this 30 times over the course of the year. Let's try and maybe only write to one person twice. Now, parents, you can write to them endless amounts. You can write them every week if you'd like. But I do challenge them to write to every member of their family. Um, yes. So. Um, I mean, the, the, the card that is written to older sister or younger brother, that's powerful. Um, and so this is something that I do, I've, I've done, and every year at the first parent-teacher conference, parents mention this. Um, there's power in this. Now, there's one thing that we always do in the card. We always say in the card, I prayed for you. Because we end the time by praying for that person. It's super powerful. These are half sheets of paper. I always say these are very expensive, fancy sheets of paper. They're just half sheets of paper. We fold them in half. We usually, what I'll do is I'll, the time that we do this, we're writing. I actually get some of my best writing here. Because <laughs> writing with a purpose. Um, uh, we do this, and then when I read aloud at the end of the day, then we color it. Uh, again, this is one of those things I found that if I don't do that, I get beautiful cards that just say, you're great. Um, and so that's kind of what it is. I play some nice music in the background. And so 10, 15 minutes on Thursday morning, thankful Thursdays, uh, we, we do that. Uh, so there they are, happily holding up their cards. Uh, but we, you know, kids who are gone on quarantine, they come back and they have like all these cards waiting for them. It's just a really sweet, sweet thing. Um, okay, we have chapel on Fridays. Um, and so chapels in our school uh, alternate. So there's 600 kids in my building when we get together. Um, which has been a while. So this is this is from a couple years ago. Now we're doing kind of some virtual things and that sort of thing. This is my prayer circle, by the way, this kind of multi-age group from a couple years ago. Um, we're hopefully going to get there soon enough where we get together, but that's kind of a cool thing because you follow through. You just get to know this group, and um, every kid in the school has someone in every grade that knows them, which is kind of fun. We have grade-level chapels as well, which are just smaller. We meet in a space that's about this big, and it's just third and fourth grade, which means you can really hit third and fourth grade. That's the hard thing about chapels, is older kids who aren't bored and younger kids who aren't lost, right? And so these grade-level chapels just allow you to really zero in on maybe what your group needs. Um, and so we, yeah, and then we have prayer circles. So that's kind of the, the trifecta there. We have all-school chapels, and it's about, we have more of these than anything else. Um, but about a one grade level chapel, one prayer circle a month, something like that is what that looks like. Um, and then we always end on Friday. No, I said to say the Lord bless you and keep you. On Friday, we don't say that. We say that that's how it's been. Um, it's just fun. Um, all right. So your week doesn't look like my week. Uh, your week is different because you're in a different context. Uh, but I do think... Um, you can, you can kind of uh, use uh, your schedule to the, I mean, this is what we do every year. We say, okay, how, what, how can I make the most of this thing that I've been handed? Um, and, um, and so you got to think about your 
Student schedule, sometimes extracurricular classes, um, will dictate how long your devotions are. So if it's a shorter devotions day for me, I can't write cards or sing songs, but I can do my little three-minute devotional out of a book. So that, that will kind of dictate what's going to work best for you. Um, also, I th I'm trying to think. I don't think I gave you anything that required prep other than cutting some sheets of paper and having a book to read, right? So most of these things are just regular patterns that don't require a lot of you. Um, so that's good. <laughs> um, and then your gifts, right? So this is, you know, so you saw me playing guitar up front and, and that kind of thing. Now I can play guitar, right? But if you play a different instrument or if you're really good at finding YouTube videos with songs, that's fine too. <laughs> uh, 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 um, I, to me, it's like if you're, if you're artistic, then pull that into your devotions, right? I don't know what that would look like. Um, but really, uh, they only get you this year. So what, do, what can they get from you that they can't get from another teacher? You know, what's something that you're excited about? Uh, is there, do you, I mean, uh, uh, we have some amazing uh, things happening in our building with um, mindfulness. Uh, people are using mindfulness as part of, of devotions, which is great. Problem for me is I, I don't sit still, ever. Um, and so it's not my, it's not my thing. So, um, so they're, they're, you have gifts that only you can offer your students. You really do. And so what, what, what flavor of devotions can you give them uh, this year? So make it your own, because if it's your own, you'll actually do it. Uh, it's hard when somebody else hands something to you. All right, yearly traditions. So we talked about daily, weekly, and now just like, okay, as you work, make your way through the year, here are some things we do kind of across the year. So every uh, year, at the beginning of the year, first day of school, I read the story of Jesus washing the disciples' feet. That's how I start my year every year. It's how I end it. This was given to this little bucket right here with a towel hangs in the front of my classroom. This was given to me by a uh, very loving family at Hudsonville Christian, that bucket, on the last day of school. And I fell apart, um, but it was good. Uh, so I have the selfless bucket, and that stays up front the whole year. We just That's something we, we point to all the time. And what's really fun, I, uh, one of the other teachers read to my class, and they asked, they were going, we were doing this thing where teachers were going around and reading favorite picture books as part of March's reading month. And um, one of the teachers in my classroom was in my classroom, she said, your, your students responded differently to a question than any of the other ones. So she asked, you know, how did this character, I don't even know what the book was, how did this character, how would you describe this character? And everyone else in the other classroom said, nice and kind. And in my classroom, they all said, selfless. And it's just like, yes! Uh, in fact, I even tell them, this is, if there's one thing you're going to learn from me, this is it. Uh, if you want to model Christ, this is what it looks like, right? We're foot washers. We're foot washers. It's what we do, right? So I start with that. Um, we draw, we draft a classroom contract at the beginning of the year, something that is encouraged with responsive classrooms, but I've been doing that for a while, and I try and incorporate a lot of these larger themes as well. Um, and we revisit these. Like we, occasionally it's like when we're having... Uh, you know, and we need to talk about this. I mean, we, I point to this first weeks of school every day. And then as time goes on, you know, I don't know. It's just right up front. It's there for me as much as it is for them, just like as a reminder, right? And coming back to this, when things aren't going well, we kind of come back to our classroom contact, uh, um, contract as well. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, there we go. So, uh, giving thanks. So this is a really fun Thanksgiving project that I've done um, every year. And I've got a packet, which is linked at the end of this. It's very basic. It just said we spent one day, usually that Friday before the 
yeah, Friday before Thanksgiving, and I say, we're going to write a whole bunch of little things that we're thankful for. So I'm thankful for the cream in my coffee. I'm thankful for, I don't know, um, <coughs> sunset. No, nah, sunsets are big. Uh, I'm thankful for Dixon Ticonderoga pencils. They're the best. <laughs> um, so like those, those things, small, small things, right? And then um, there's another day where I, and the first sheet just says little things, and it's a bunch of lines. Okay. Next one says big things. This is where you, you thank God for, for, for your church, your, your, your family, your health, uh, your school, the big things, right? And then the last one I do is the hard things. So uh, dirty dishes is a perfect example. Why, do we, why are we thankful for dirty dishes? Because it's proof that we ate well, right? Why are we thankful for homework? So we have a whole list of these things. Well, we're thankful for homework because it's, we get to go to school. Right? We're thankful for masks because it means we get to be in the same building. You know, these are the things that they wrote down last year. Man, oh man, did this look different last year. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so then what I do is I just take this packet and I say to parents, hey, when you're going around the table at Thanksgiving, have your child pull out this packet and just read from it. It's powerful. It really is. Um, so this is... Um, uh, kind of a thank you project that we did as a larger school where each class was given a sheet and they wrote down some things that they were thankful for, hard things that were thankful for, and then there was a big, we just put them up in one place in the building, which was just a fun way to do it as well. Uh, so Thanksgiving, that's what we that's what we do. It's kind of a great way to um, get them thinking in different ways. So Advent, um, every year for the last, uh, I don't know, however long, Granovitz Christian's been doing it for a million years, but we do a, a Jesse tree. Do any of you use a Jesse tree in, okay, so Jesse tree is awesome. Um, there's a couple different programs out there. We use this book. There's some online printable things. This is actually a Jesse tree that I use at home, which I can strongly recommend to anybody who's in a fifth grade setting or below. What it is is, the, uh, the idea is that you get, basically you start at the beginning of Advent and you read the story of creation all the way up to Christ, right? Christ's birth. Um, and each day, you can kind of see there's little flaps, you open it up and there is, uh, oh, there's a little world. And you hang it out in the tree and you read the story of creation. And, oh, there's a multicolored coat. You get the idea. So each day you're opening that up. So this is what we do at home. I have a version that was given to me when I it came to school. It's kind of a fun story. And then we have them, um, as a Christmas gift to their parents, they make a bunch of Jesse tree ornaments. And so and they just put them on a ring. So it ends up being one ornament with all of the different days, and they color them as we're working on them, which is great. Um, and so this is a tradition, and it's, um, it's just something we do through the month of December. We basically come back from um, Thanksgiving, and we, we do this. And it's great. So what that really means is we take a, I take a break from... Things like Wednesday worship and our cards and that kind of thing. It's just like a two-week, usually ends up being about two weeks, where this is what we do for devotions. It's special. It's different. It's fine. The kids don't like it, though, when you switch the, like, what happened to Worship Wednesday? Like, what's the deal with that? Um, which is good. That's a good thing. So, um, so these are the resources I use. Like I said, this is really great. Um, and in um, Boston. This is her. I mean, she's just an amazing writer, and she's done a great job with that. And it's not that expensive. Like, I think this thing was like 20 bucks on Amazon. Opens up, trees right there, ornaments. You read the little book. Life is good. Um, so this is something. I, so this is, I'm going to just argue it's a shameless plug. Um, I um, wrote a book. Um, so I, um, 
want something like a Jesse tree for Easter. I'm desperate for it. Um, and, and, and why I say this, I think every year Easter gets skipped. It just gets skipped. Um, spring break doesn't help at all. And, uh, and so what happened was, and so, and so for years I've been trying to look for something that um, did what a Jesse tree did that didn't involve an Easter egg. Um, so the Easter eggs, the resurrection eggs, they're wonderful. They're wonderful, but I want something different. Um, it, I want to be as far removed from bunnies and baskets as possible. Um, and so um, last year I wrote a series of devotions and then um, have developed kind of a, a curriculum that, that goes through it. So it's a tactile devotion. Um, so there's a set of blocks. Um, there's a company called Worship Woodworks. They're the ones who make all the children's worship hardwood manipulatives that you probably used when you were a kid and they're still being used now. Um, they're, uh, they're actually manufacturing this for me. So these are um, blocks that same kind of idea you would wrap them each day and each day you would unwrap them. Then throughout Holy Week or, or throughout Advent, I'm sorry, throughout Lent, um, as you're telling the story, you can see a symbol that goes with each one. Good Friday, there's two nails that you put in the cross. Um, and then on Easter, you come around and part of the activity is that you decorate the back of the cross. And so you can put, you know, painted or whatever on the back and then there's an empty tomb at the bottom. So this is um, something I'm really excited about. It's actually, you guys are getting a sneak peek because it's not being released until November. Um, and I will say the resurrection blocks um, could be used on their own. You don't need to use a devotional book. You would just read the story that goes along with it. If you would prefer to like do it out of a storybook Bible or something like that, that's great. The devotional is really um, uh, geared towards, you could read it probably second through middle school. There's nothing about the devotion itself that's necessarily geared towards very long. It's, it's just reading the text. I could not include every story, and so I, I there's a lot of prayer deciding like, like, I didn't include um, Judas's um, uh, hanging. Uh, I didn't. Um, only because I, that was, you could, I couldn't include everything. I only have so many days between Palm Sunday. And, um, but I, I, yeah, I don't know how many heresies I committed by doing that. But, um, but uh, you weren't going to read it anyways. Um, um, so, but, and, and so really I tried to, but for every one I included, I, I did a lot of work looking at the, the Gospels. And we ended up using Mark the most, only because it's the most succinct, and I feel like dense and and kids could stick with it the best, I guess. So, um, but I included all the text in that. So, it's actually, it's being raised, released, it is, um, I'm not selling any books here today because I'm not a vendor, but I can tell you it's available on Amazon if you're interested. If you want to look at a copy of the book, I've got some up here, you can check it out afterwards. This block set, I'm actually getting the final prototypes are the final versions of them sent to me right now uh, this weekend. And then, like I said, in November, we're going to release it. So I'm super excited, and we'll see where God, um, where God takes this. Um, what's that? So the company that makes these doesn't sell through Amazon. They only sell through theirs. The book is, like, if you just type in Gift of the Cross Elder, you'll find it's already there. Um, but this is this is something that um, they don't they only sell through their marketplace. But I will I have I'll share I have a Facebook page at the end. Brandon Holder Books I think is what it's, it's called. And um, if you want a link to it or whatever, that's a, a way to do it. So um, it's not you cannot get the blocks in two days. The book you can get in two days. Does that make sense? So um, so that's that that's the plan. So I'm, yeah, I'm excited. Um, we'll see we'll see where God takes it. Um, all right. One other thing that we do uh, is Pilgrim's Progress. There's lots of versions of Pilgrim's Progress. Um, 
And I have used, uh, this is the Gary Schmidt version. There's a picture book one. I don't know that I would go lower than third grade for Pilgrim's Progress. Um, there are some deeper theological things um, that you can gloss over and keep moving, and the kids won't, you know. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's great. The kids really like it. The story of, of a young pilgrim who's burdened by sin. And it kind of tells, in a very unique way, uh, the story of salvation. Um, and there's t tons of different versions. This one is one of my favorites. Though this one is called The Little Pilgrim's Progress. Only difference here is Pilgrim is a child. So the story is told, he's, um, and so, um, yeah, my, the kids really like that. And actually, this is two stories because there's the story of Christian and then Christiana, his sister, which is the second half of the book, that I never get to. Um, so, which is fine. That's fine. So there, but there's lots of different versions, so that's something that we've done towards the end of the year. It's just kind of a nice way. And what um, this would be kind of, in those last weeks of school, it becomes my, my devotion and read aloud. Kind of go back and forth between the two. Okay? Um, this was something I missed about my second grade curriculum. Um, the, uh, I had this bulletin board that said, every story whispers his name. And I painted this cross as the Hudsonville Christian cross right there, right? Um, and then what we did is when we read through a larger story in the, the Bible, I had an arrow, and um, the arrow just said, how does the story point to Christ? So, um, or, or what connection is there? Okay, so if we're learning about Abraham sacrificing Isaac, well, you know, a ram was sent in his place just like Jesus was sent in our place. So we spent the whole year going through all of these stories, and just like, um, you know, uh, Adam and Eve, Jesus is referred to as the new Adam, right? Uh, so we made these connections throughout the year. Over here you'll see the Old Testament stories, and then the New Testament. We just look, wow, they all point to Christ. And so that was something, I just had a bunch of arrows, and at the end of a Bible lesson, we would write that down. Now, I'm going to just be honest. Sometimes we get to the end of, like, four Bible lessons and be like, Mr. Helder, we forgot the arrows. And then during a sad time, we'd write a bunch of arrows and put them up there. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Like, it's good. It's good. Um, it's good. But that was really fun. It doesn't work as well with my curriculum now, but it just was really, uh, I really liked it. I, I thought it was a, a, a fun way of, of looking at the, the work that we were doing. Um, and it was a bulletin board for an entire year. That did not change. I mean, I just put up things. I just knew that that one was set, which was kind of nice. All right, so we're going to circle back here. Um, ultimately, the best ideas are in your building already. It's just asking, what do you guys do for devotions? What do your Christmas devotions look like? What do you do for, for Lent or for Advent? Um, um, I think um, you need to have a good study Bible. So one of the things that I'll talk about in the, in the next um, uh, next session is my kids read out of the adventure while I'm reading out of a study. Um, and um, mostly because I can read upside down with theirs if I need to. But also there's more there. Um, questions that will pop up, you know, where they'll, well, they'll have a question and then, you know, the study Bible I have, half of the page is basically commentary on that. And I find that really helpful. Um, I find that really helpful. And I think it's so helpful for kids to know that that exists. That there are Bibles where there are people who've really thought about, and um, and so I'll often say, well, in my in my Bible, and I point to it, and it's you know it, it presents the Bible more as not just something that we just read, but also something that takes intense study and, and serious thought. Um, and so I find that that is helpful, even when I'm doing devotions and things like that, to have a good study Bible. And I actually I remember I talked to Mark Vanderwerf, uh, religion um, teacher here, 
And he just said, oh, just the study Bible that we have our high schoolers use is amazing. So it's just the NIV study Bible. It's been awesome. It's thick. It's just really because half of it's not Bible, <laughs> right? Um, so it's a big, thick book, which is great. Um, again, take the gifts or an inventory of the gifts of your classroom, both yours and your students. Uh, some of you maybe might be in a place where you've got kids that can play piano, and you, you know you can do worship that way, or uh, other instruments, that sort of thing as well. Um, ah, this is good. The best ideas usually come in times when you're personal, when you're invested in your own personal worship and devotions. My wife is so sick of being in church and being like, "Oh, that's good," you know, writing that down. You know, it's always it's just. But like when I actually sit and like listen to a sermon. And I just meet in the sermon. No, you know, the kids have gone off to their children's worship. I, it is just amazing to me how quickly God reveals like, whoa, what the pastor said here, and then am I reading at night and what I'm learning at school? Wow, those are all coming together. Um, and so um, kids, yeah, and I, and I think you'll see the same, the same thing. Just remember your classroom is a sacred, a sacred space. Um, final thoughts? Uh, Moses uh, would have felt funny leading devotions, I think. Uh, he was kind of uh, afraid to speak, right? Moses said to the Lord, pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I'm slow of speech and tongue. And the Lord said to him, who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes, the deaf, who makes them deaf from you? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak. And you, and will teach you what to say. It's not about us. It really isn't. We have to kind of get out of the way. We have to give opportunities for kids to reflect and to learn and know that where God calls, he equips. How many of you can like testify to that? In your classroom, in your school, you're seeing things that God used you. Last year, you were not a teacher. You were an anchor. Right? For those kids, you were an anchor. And um, I really feel that I see that with my own kids and with my colleagues. Um, this is powerful, um, and I um, I just feel blessed to participate in it. You know, sometimes last you know I always joke. For years, I used to say I wake up in the morning, I pinch myself, I get to teach. Last year, I didn't need to pinch myself. Um, uh, it was oh, it was hard. Oh, it was hard. Uh, but I just there are so many times I can look back, even the last year and this year, it just seemed like oh my goodness, God just paved the way for us. And so you can go in that confidence, knowing that whatever you do where God's calling you, he'll equip you uh, as well. So as I said, we've got lots of resources. So all of the different devotions that I put in there, they're linked there as well. Um, um, and then um, the gift of the cross. Um, as soon as I have the set available, I'll probably link that in here um, as well. But also some of those documents uh, that I was mentioning um, as well. So shameless plug, as I said, I'm going to be right here for my next session, which is just talking about getting kids into their Bibles. Um, I find that um, kids don't open their Bibles often. So how do we get them into their Bibles more often? And then shameless plug number two, surprise, surprise. Uh, there's the information you'll need. Um, Brandon Helder Books uh, on Facebook. So that's it. If you have questions or if you need anything, yeah, question in the back. Um, I was trying to click on that Thankful Project link, and it said it needs access. Oh, okay, so you know what? Oh. So... I didn't realize this. I had it all set up. I did a lot of the work for this over the summer. And then something like reset in our system. And it says, it'll share with anybody um, 
that's within Grand Rapids Christian. Like all of the things that I had that were just like free to anyone with the link. So if there's something there that you want, do request it. Request access. Does that make sense? This should be, like the presentation should be open, but if there's something there, I'll try and go back through. I found that out yesterday during my first session. Um, and so, yeah, it's just one of those things that some admin thing kind of switched over. So, well, thank you so much for coming out. If you have questions, feel free to stop on up. And um, have a great rest of your CEA.